Let us pray. Almighty God, I come to you as your servant, asking that the words I speak this morning would not be mine, but they would be yours. And asking, O oh God, that those who hear and receive these words would receive them not only in their hearts, but deep in their souls, O oh God, that place where only you and they go. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, that I would do your will and not my own. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. By the way, I forgot another praise. Okay. Is that whosoever is about to relaunch. Okay. Um, the, I don't know if I have told you folks or not, but the relaunch date is the 25th of December. So after a four-year hiatus, whosoever is coming back, and it's really exciting because um, whosoever uh, is, it's always been a uh, webzine for gay and lesbian and bi and transgender Christians. <clears throat> but this time around, um, it's also taking in lots of other faith as well. So it, it really is going to be about whosoever um, out, of the, out of the LGBTQIA community. And everybody. Amen. And what was Amen. that date again? December 25th. Oh, okay. I don't know whether Lance will launch it, hit the launch button at, at midnight on the 25th or how he's going to do that, but it's going to be exciting. All right. So today's reading comes from the 21st chapter of Luke, beginning with the first verse. And it's, you'll be so happy. It's, it's very short. Just then, Jesus looked up and saw the rich people dropping offerings in the collection plate. Then he saw a poor widow put in two pennies. At that point, Jesus said, the place, plain truth is that this widow has given by far the largest offering today. All these others made offerings that they'll never miss. She gave extravagantly. She gave what she couldn't afford. She gave her all. Now, what? All right, this is Advent. Pastor, why are we doing this today? Isn't Advent supposed to be about waiting and expecting? Well, first of all, we said we were going to take the stages of love, right? I, I pick up right where I left off, right? Hi, those of you out there in uh, in uh, video land, <laughs> we're, ha we're having fun this morning. Anyway, um, you know, the whole idea of, of giving gifts. And, of course, I'm sure that, and you're fine if you're sitting there going, well, yeah, but, Pastor, this verse has nothing to do with give, giving gifts. This is, this, is a, this is about a tithe. This is what they preach when they want you to sign a stewardship pledge card. Matter of fact, I talked to my mom this week, and, you know, she's pulling her hair out because that's what they're doing uh, in her church. They're an Episcopal church, and, and, and they've had this big pledge drive and this whole stewardship program. And I said, Mom, I don't miss that. I said, we don't do that in this church. People give what they can give. It's, it's, it's really between them and God. And she says, well, it is in our church, too. And I said, no, it's not. They're signing pledge cards. Amen. It's 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 not between them and God. They're, they're telling them, what they can afford instead of what they and 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 what they think because what goes into that. And this is how this is going to tie into Advent and Christmas and giving. It what goes into that is what can we afford. What is the most I could do for the least amount. 
That is the conversation that happens all over the country. It happens with stewardship programs. It, it happens when we are set our budget for gift giving. And I understand that when it comes to gift giving, that everybody has limited amounts of income. I mean, this church, oh my God, this church is not any different than others. And in some, we probably live it more so than others. You know, there are people that live paycheck to paycheck, let one paycheck go away, and we're worried about whether or not they're gonna be out on the street. Uh, there are people that have to choose between whether they're gonna eat or not or get their medication. There are people that have to choose between whether or not they're going to take the insurance that their their company offers, but it takes too much out of their check. So they have to make those kind of decisions. I get all of that. And that's precisely why I picked this reading to talk about giving gifts, because she gave the ultimate gift. Anybody want to take a guess what it was? She gave everything she had. Okay. Meaning she gave what? Love. She gave what? More than she could afford. She gave what? All. Huh? All. What do you do when you get married? You say to your partner, I do. You give yourself to that partner. That's the point of this story. Everybody else calculated what they could afford and what they could get by with. And what's really important about this story is that she didn't do any of those calculations, folks. She knew that she had a relationship with God, and so the debate within herself was really minimal. You know what the debate was? How do I get to church today? Or how do I get to my friend's house today? Because understand, who this woman was in the context of this story. I mean, there were no, there wasn't anybody else that was any poor. She was a widow. You know what that meant in those days? She could not get remarried. Or she wouldn't, because nobody would have her, because what? She was used. Used goods. Nobody was going to do that. You know, it's just like the whole, the whole story with Mary getting to Joseph. That was more good luck than management. She should have never been able to get married either. So women in those days, you know, if you didn't fit this perfect mold, and yet she knew that God loved her, and she put that into practice. So what that means for us is just take a second and think about what that person means to you and express that. If God means something to you, then the people that you see during the day or during your weeks mean something. It was um, interesting. I, I found this quote. Let's see. Where is it? Oh, yeah. When we do our gift giving, and Christmas is always the hardest time, right? Because you know, we just, if you don't get the biggest and the baddest and the best, right? Um, this quote says, let's face it, all of us are incredibly vulnerable and helpless, just like this woman. 
Most people are pay, a paycheck away from being homeless. Few people have any real savings. We're a heartbeat away from being in the grave. So what do we do? Well, this time of year, we take refuge in falsely in false security blankets. We seek popularity and power. We grasp for money. We purchase the biggest and the best houses we can afford or not even afford, right? We accumulate stuff for the sake of having stuff. And in doing so, we become trapped in those things because all of a sudden, that's what defines us. And what Jesus was telling us in this example and what we should think about in this Advent season as we're waiting for Jesus to come again as we talk about that is that it is not about your money. That will never define you. No matter how much you have or how little you have. What will define you is what you're willing to give back to God's creation. And it starts, folks, as weird as this may sound, it does not start from a point of giving back to God's creation from a point of what you can afford. It starts from a point of what can't you afford. And we can't afford to ignore our neighbors. We can't afford not to love one another, to support one another, to lift each other up. And folks, if that isn't the Christmas message, I don't know what is. God bless you.